This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Wednesday, December 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you had a late night last night, but uh, you seem pretty chipper this morning. Yeah, you know, not too bad. Um, definitely tired, but it's okay. So I was putting the uh, watch party out there because it failed to do so when I initially did it. But nonetheless, it's up there. It's a new day. And uh, yeah. How are you today? You know, I'm doing good. I had a late night as well. Obviously, wasn't working that late, but I uh, just couldn't shut my brain off. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, ended up going to bed about 1.30, got up about 6. So, uh, you know, working on a little bit of sleep, but uh, not a whole lot. But, you know, what? I'm, I'm feeling good overall. Good, good. Good, good. Very good, as the, the commercials in between say. Good. <laughs> or just say cool, 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 or whatever that I is. think it's cool, but that's okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That's Andy Sandberg. In oh, any, I didn't know that the whole yeah. time. I just kept hearing cool, cool, cool. <laughs> in any case, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, obviously, we don't talk about politics on this show that much. You know, we try to stay away from it because we are the laughs and levity. We're trying to uh, not be the heavy portion of most people's day. But when it comes to government, what would you say is the most illicit or dangerous items that can cross into a government's borders? doesn't have to be ours. It could be just any government in general. Oh, weapons of mass destruction. I'd say that's probably a fair one. Any probably that's probably it, right? Drugs. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. I mean, that's those are the sort of things that would come. Gremlins, to... mogwai. You yeah, know. you know, you you don't want weaponized mogwai because uh, it, no. it'll ruin your Christmas. That's yes, sure. absolutely. The minute you get them wet, you're screwed. <laughs> well, speaking of getting things wet, the Indonesian authorities have destroyed hundreds of. Sex toys on Friday as demand for the prohibited devices has spiked during the coronavirus pandemic. Sex toys are illegal in the conservative country. Officials say they corrupt public morals and they routinely intercept shipments, torching them as though they were illicit drugs. In their most recent bust, a total of 442 sex toys were destroyed in Bandung, the capital of the Indonesian Bandung, huh? <laughs> yeah, the capital of the Indonesian province of West Java. You thought that was a funny name? 
try this one on. Dwiono Widodo, a customs official who led the operation. It's, my, it's where I'm going on vacation next year after the holidays. Isn't it uh, Dwiono Claus? Dwante Claus? Dwante Claus. That's what it was. Anyway, Dwante Claus is coming to Dwiano Dido. <laughs> Dwiano Widodo, a customs official who, who led the operation, told Indonesian news uh, site uh, Ditech that the pandemic has led to a surge in online sales of sex toys. At a press conference, he displayed a range of seized sex toys, including a sleeve and a purple rubber device, if we uh, <laughs> want to be- It's a dodo. There you go. It's, it's Dwanta Claus. The devices are mostly imported from China, which produces 70% of the world's sex toys. Chinese toy makers said- Claus. Sales jumped a whopping 50% in the first half of 2020. In February, customs officers at the Kuala Namu International Airport in North Sumatra. I'm so glad that you're reading this article. There are some really hard names in here. Yeah. Uh, they confiscated hundreds of sex toys imported into the country. Uh, Leon Key, who runs an adult store in Yogyakarta in central Java, told Vice World News that he wasn't aware of the illegality of sex toys, citing the existing network of suppliers and distributors for the products. The surging demand for sex toys has been a global phenomenon since the pandemic started you know people are bored they need stuff to do they need stuff to do with their partners and uh you know it's it's a shame that they're burning these things and putting them on the same level as illicit drugs or weapons of mass destruction yeah. or anything along those it's lines funny because those prudes are probably the ones you know they use it more than anybody oh yeah yeah That's we gotta shut it down <laughs> Don't tell anyone about my Diodo, the Dodo, the Duanta Claus. <laughs> yeah, they, a lot of hard words in that thing, dude. There were. Yeah, they burned 442 of them, but I'm guessing there were probably about 460. They took some home from themselves. You know, Christmas is coming up. They're probably giving them away as gifts. Christmas? <laughs> and actually, that uh, that might be a good gift for the person who's impossible to buy for which uh, just might be a topic coming up today. Well, speaking of today's <laughs> show, we do have a wonderful show lined up for you. It's wonderful. Let's go ahead and talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! It is Hump Day. It's Wednesday. On today's show, as we do on Wednesdays, we have Words Are Hard because, well, words are hard. They're hard. We have a segment called The Internet of Things. Our call-in topic today is Gifts for the Impossible. We have a segment called Sex Miseducation. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the viewers and listeners, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you burned your sex toys in solidarity to the Indonesian government. That's the case. We want to know about it. Give us a call we on the king, Phoenix ding Line. Ding dong, dido. Exactly. 
That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Oh, good morning, everybody. It is... Oh, gosh, I don't even know what day it is. It's hump day, Wednesday, hump December day! 2nd. yeah! <laughs> and here's a Filippo Fast Five. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage is going to uh, star in the Toxic Avenger reboot. The original directors are back on to produce. Can he be this the next Deadpool? We shall see. I just remember those being really dirty films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cartoons were very tame, but the movies were pretty dirty and they were cheesy too yeah so it'll be interesting to see what that's like wwe's xavier woods joins g4 as a new host as g4 launches next year they'll bring be bringing back all the originals olivia munn adam sessler morgan webb um so that should be interesting good news everyone he hosts hosts up up down down on uh, youtube fun video game no kidding very cool uh felicity huffman is returning to tv and base in a baseball comedy at abc proof that Aunt Becky can get back to TV at some point. Although if she would have just pulled a Felicity husband and just settled in the beginning it probably would be uh, not doing the time. In sad news, and this kind of startled me when I originally read it, so Bill Murray's brother, Ed the inspiration behind Caddyshack dies, but it says Bill Murray's brother dead, and you always see Bill Murray and dead, and you're like, oh. And you you assume it's Brian Doyle Murray, but it's not. Yeah, it's that's their other brother, but still very sad. Uh, the Big Bangs, the, the Big Bang Theories. Johnny Galecki and girlfriend Alana Meyer have split. So Leonard oh. is available for all you ladies, and that is your Filippo Fast Five. And we're gonna go to the entertainment news. There wasn't a whole lot in the realm of entertainment yesterday, but some interesting stuff. Okay. Kind of shake it up. So, uh, you know, NASA reveals that an unknown object is speeding towards Earth. It's been a big year for NASA. Discoveries as the U.S. government agency has previously made headlines regarding, regarding water on the moon, perhaps ev- evidence of an alternate dimension, <laughs> and even helping out Tom Cruise to film a movie in space. Now the group has noticed that an object of unknown origin is expected to escape past our planet in the early hours of, what was the early hours of yesterday? So we're okay. <laughs> kind of a little bit now. Woo! We survived. Yeah, you guys got this. But they, they were unknown what it was. They were worried that if it could hit and create some damage, but uh, nothing happened. Don't know if it was a rocket body or an old satellite, but uh, okay. there you go. Help if I would have proofread that bad boy. It's all right. We're so, safe. That's all that matters. Yeah, we are alive. Um, speaking of alive, uh, as we've talked about, uh, I think we joked on this show that In-N-Out Burger is officially opened in Colorado now. We have two of them. Um, and do you know how long it took for people to get their first taste of Colorado In-N-Out Burger? If I remember when they opened the Texas location, they had a line of cars that was two miles long going down uh, the road. I would assume it's probably fairly similar to that. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I'm going to read the article as cheesy as it may, and I'll freestyle, of course. The menu must not be much of a secret at all, because Colorado fans of the iconic California chain In-N-Out Burger waited in epic lines on opening day. 
as the first as the state's first two outlets open. In Aurora, cops were called to control the crowds as cars customers snacked around the new fast food restaurant at an adjacent mall. Customers told local ABC affiliate that they waited nearly 14 hours no. to get their hamburgers. 14 hours was the wait. Say Rise what? And shakes. That was big news here in Colorado that day. Everyone kept texting me, you going to In-N-Out? Not for 14 no. hours, I'm not. Um, it also, police warned that um, at the next day was a 12-hour wait, and the lines wrapped around the mall twice. They estimated the line was 1.5 to 2 miles long. In-N-Out um, sold over 60,000 burgers on opening weekend. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so obviously to say people wanted in and out uh, in both the Colorado Springs and Aurora location, definitely uh, interesting. Now, they have more planned for the state of Colorado going into 2021, so they'll start popping up all over, um, which is a good thing. But I just anticipate after each one opens, it's just going to get longer and longer. And unfortunately, I feel that a lot of people are going to get their hopes up. You know, because, you know, it's word of mouth, in and out. Everybody's got stickers. They talk, you got people from California that rave about it. And and then when you go in, when you're, in, uh, uh, let's say, a virgin to the in and out, you're expecting this thing to be the God-changing, game-changing burger. Right. Well, spoiler alert, it's not. We love it. We're both huge fans of in and out um, It's delicious. It's one of those burgers that's just a great fast food. It's, you know, it's relatively cheap. The fries, hit and miss. Sometimes they're pretty damn good. Sometimes they just absolutely suck. It's a coin toss Shakes are on point. But at the same time, man, you can get a big filling meal for under, you know, literally like under eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's expectation versus reality. You know, if you build it up as in and out's the best in the world, then when you go in, if you've never had it before, you know, even if it's fantastic, it's still not the best. So go in with low expectations, but understand, it's a good, fresh burger. Oh, it's very good. Like, I take it over Wendy's, McDonald's, any of those, any day of the week. Absolutely. I would take that. Um, I would go to Chick-fil-A, obviously, for the chicken alternate. And uh, I would definitely, if it was a burger choice, I think uh, Five Guys is a way better burger. Yeah, too bad. If you're going to pay for burger and fries from Five Guys, with a shake, we're looking about 20 bucks. Compared to eight dollars, yeah, know? you basically have to uh, mortgage your house in order to uh, afford a meal from Five Guys. It's uh, yeah, that's cheap. the only that's the only downside to Five Guys is it's, it's expensive. But now that you're all hungry this lovely Wednesday morning, let's go on to right. different topics here. Um, ESPN's MegaCast is going to make its NFL playoffs debut. Now, ESPN's presentation of its NFL wildcard game will broadcast against five different Walt Disney Company networks. Oh, boy. Marking the debut of the Megacast in the NFL playoffs announced Monday. The game, which will take place either January 9th or 10th, will broadcast on ESPN, ABC, ESPN2, Freeform. That's a weird channel to catch a football game. Right. And ESPN Deportes. ESPN and ABC will simulcast the traditional game broadcast by the I'm sorry, I'm going to be mean on this one the horrible team of Steve Levy, Brian Greasy oh, Lisa yeah. Salters and John Perry while ESPN2 and Freeform will put their own distinct broadcast with separate co- crews and ESPN Deportes will air in Spanish. Of then I'm, I'm watching Freeform, I'm not watching ESPN then. 
Yeah. I can't oh, God, stand that, that crew. That crew is terrible, man. Um, in addition, ABC will also simulcast two upcoming Monday Night Football games. So that's awesome. Monday Night Football coming back to ABC as it should be. Exactly. Should always be on ABC. Shouldn't have to be a, a pain in the ass uh, treat or have to have ESPN to watch Monday Night Football. Because no offense, most of the time the Monday Night games suck. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're really good, but overall they're kind of crappy. Well, especially with um, that commentator on, crew. Oh, geez, yeah. But could you imagine if it was back in prime time to compete oh, with yeah. uh, NBC Sunday Night Football? And now even Thursday Night Football has gotten pretty good. You can get that on your Amazon Prime. It's on Fox. You got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman at least on that one, and I can take that. I don't know if you watched this last Monday night game, but, uh, you know, the original Monday night crew was supposed to do the Ravens-Steelers game, which is airing tonight. Well, for the Monday night game that they put in its place, you got Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy, which was fantastic. Yeah, and they did great. I mean, they did good on Sunday, too. They did this, the uh, – oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, they did that the – was the Monday night game, yeah. The Monday night game, yeah. It, it was good. It was definitely nice to get a change because that – the, the lineup we just told you not to be a jerk, but <laughs> well, uh, but you can catch the Bills and the Niners on December seventh tentatively, and uh, uh, the Patriots game on December twenty eighth. I mean, of course that that's the Bills and the Patriots on December twenty eighth. But this all depends on Corona. I mean, in yeah. such a weird world, we've got the Steelers and Ravens this afternoon. It's like a three forty. It's a strange uh, one. Eastern yeah. Standard Time game. So that means it's going to be even earlier for us. And it's just weird. Yeah. Um, I hope the Steelers continue their undefeated streak because it's actually – it's always neat to see a team to see if they can go the whole distance. Yeah. Um, and I personally am not a big Ravens guy, so. No. It'll be fun to see them in the playoffs too. Playoffs? No, oh, yeah. About playoffs? playoffs? You kidding me? Uh, playoffs? Yeah. It, <laughs> Always good stuff. Um, in geeky entertainment news, looks like Godzilla vs. Kong is going to skip theaters, and they're looking to find a home on a streaming service. And the leading, the leading one is Netflix made an offer of more than $200 million to have the rights to Godzilla vs. Kong, um, and they're looking to get an offer from HBO Max. So they still want to release Godzilla vs. Kong theatrically next year, as scheduled, but they want to do what Wonder Woman 84 is doing. They want to simul release it. They right. want it to be available for the masses that are Godzilla fans in theaters, but they also realize not everybody's ready to go back, so might as well get that cheddar and try to get it uh, on a streaming platform, which uh, we're going to find out here in about three weeks uh, how that fares for Wonder Woman 84. And yeah. I think it's going to do quite well. I'm very confident in that one. I'm not complaining about the strategy. I love it. You know, the fact that uh, a movie like Wonder Woman 84, I'll go to the theaters to see and I'll watch it here at home. Hell, watching it oh, twice. Yeah. Why not? It might be like one of those things like if it's so good in theaters, you're going to go home and watch it and see how it is on the screen. Exactly. But you know what? That is your entertainment news. Let's go ahead and dance on to the birthdays today. It's my Oh, she's so lucky because she did it again. Whoops. It's her birthday. Hit her one more time. Britney Spears is 39. I like that she's a 1981 baby. Yeah. I had such a crush on her in high school. Um, we, I think we all did. Smile. Yeah. Smile, Mr. Discount. Double check. Your Packers are number one and you're 37. 
but you'll look like you're in your 40s. <laughs> uh, this Charlie's angel will kill Bill while helping Sherlock solve cases at age 49. Lucy Lou still looks relatively young. Yeah. yeah. That's good for her. Yeah, but 49 for Lucy Lou. Um, it's amazing that Maze from Lucifer is also from 1981. Leslie Ann Brandt is 39. You have to watch Lucifer to understand the Maze, Luce, uh, Maze Lucifer connection there. And lastly, this promiscuous man-eater is like a bird at age 41. Nelly Furtado has a birthday today. And that's it for your celebrity birthdays. Hope you all enjoy your day. <laughs> and folks, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we have a segment called The Internet of Things. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, for the fourth and final segment of the first hour. But don't fret, there is still plenty to... Are, are we back? Go. Well, the good news and the bad news is we are back on Facebook. The bad news is YouTube uh, cut out because, for whatever reason, my broadcaster's having some issues. So I'll have to troubleshoot that after the show. But if you are a YouTube watcher, what I will do is I'll edit it all together. I'll upload it in its mostly entirety uh, to YouTube after the fact. So uh, that's sort of the uh, state of affairs with our few technical difficulties here. Hey, we're back, though. Like, how many times did you want to drop the F-bomb on the air? Oh, you, you have no Tell idea. <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea. I was just texting Mike and Lacey. They were giving, you know, super fans. Love you guys. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. They text me. They said, "Hey, uh, your 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 video's gone." Yeah, yeah, we know. And uh, I go, "Can you hear us at least?" They're like, "Well, not on YouTube." So we got at least good feedback from the fans. So thank you guys for still sticking with us. And then I told them the story where when I had that problem on Monday, I was like, "That close, <laughs> that close to dropping the f bomb." And but I said something like flippity flap or something weird. Yeah, that I yeah. normally don't say in everyday life. It just. I'm, my brain's so trained when I'm on the radio or I'm at work around members, just everything just gets watered. Like, so good for that, because man, I wanted to, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah my, my inner Hulk wanted to emerge, but uh, luckily my outer Bruce Banner was able to uh, calm the beast. You know, the sun's getting very low. Mm -hmm. So uh, in I, any case, if, I, if you missed- Good miss job, big guy, and I like the uh, the uh, attitude. That was nice. <laughs> if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's mostly easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. <laughs> uh, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, we did things a little out of order today, but as we do on Wednesdays, we like to explore the English language and some of the uh, idiocracy that surrounds it. Uh, but, you know, it is the, the language we speak, so we got to deal with Words are hard. <laughs> well, 
Today's Words Are Hard is uh, based on the etymology or the origination of uh, some of the funnier words in the English language. For instance, our first one is walrus. You figure, okay, you know, uh, all of these names had, all these words had to come from somewhere, but what about walrus? Where do you get walrus from? Well, the walrus is an undeniably funny looking animal. It's got a droopy hangdog kind of face, grumpy old man whiskers, and two ludicrous looking tusks. So it seems fitting that walrus also has a funny origin story. It may literally mean whale horse. The story goes that the walrus comes from the Dutch walvis, which means whale, and rose. I'm Dutch, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> and rose, which means horse, put it together and you get walrus, a whale horse. Which, uh, if you look at this absurd animal, eh, seems like it might be a fitting name, though I don't think you would necessarily want to ride one. Get on it and ride this walrus. What the hell? <laughs> well, another funny-looking animal. Uh, walruses are just funny-looking. Yeah, they are. Another funny-looking animal mm. with a funny origin story is the ostrich. When you look at an ostrich with its tiny, teeny head, big, long legs, and large, fluffy heard body. Mean. I heard I heard the same thing. The first thing that comes to mind is the tiny, adorable sparrow, right? Wait, no. Jack's, we, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. The wild times on the ostrich hello. <laughs> well, that's what the ancient Greeks thought, apparently. The word ostrich ultimately comes from the Greek word strauthion, which comes from their expression for big sparrow. That's right. It seems the Greeks thought the ostrich was just a really big, weird sparrow. Um, I don't even know. Oh, where... I thought that's just what the X called it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google that, kids. Don't. <laughs> hey All right. Uh, speaking of funny <laughs> words and their funny origins, what about the word phony? Of course, you hear the word phony all the time coming out of politics. But phony is a word that means fake or made up. But we aren't making phony, up this phony unusual origin story for the word. Although the exact origins of phony are unknown, it's likely the word comes from an old con known as the phony rig. Phony is an Irish word for finger ring. Okay. <laughs> and rig, rig, an old term for trick or swindle. So the swindler would accidentally drop a piece of cheap jewelry in front of their marker target. Then they would pick it up while expressing relief that they hadn't lost such a valuable ring, pretending it was worth a lot, as if it was made of gold. If they were lucky, they'd sell it to the mark for much more than it was worth. Hence the term phony. Yeah, it's it's funny. During that year, I actually just time traveled in my mind back to uh, one of the first trips you and I went to Vegas together when we were scouting colleges at UNLV. And then we went to Kelly Clarkson's uh, dorm room. Right. <laughs> uh, a girl that looked like her. Um, but I digress. But remember how we went down? There was like that dollar bill like at the casino and we bent down to get it and there was some jackass with the invisible string. With the string, and, yeah. Yeah, and then naturally, you like it's moving and you're like, oh, no, grab it going. Um, that phony little rigger. Yeah. And then you bought that bitch and David Copperfield magic kit. I remember that. That'd be cool if you could still pull off some of them Barney Swinson stuff. <laughs> like magic. 
Oh, yeah, but I digress. I just had I just time traveled to a time. That's okay. That reminded me uh, one of the uh, dealerships I worked at. Somebody super glued a uh, silver dollar to the ground, and then uh, everybody would just sit back and watch people try to pick it up, and obviously they couldn't. So (laughs) good stuff. Hey, so it's the simple things in life. Thanks, thanks, little rigor for that phony illusion. All right, Tony, this next word is something that uh, comes actually from one of our uh, favorite horror franchises of all time. What's with kids these days? Nightmare. Nightmares are scary and unpleasant. What's with kids today, huh? (laughs) But if it's any comfort, the fascinating origin of the word nightmare comes, uh, makes clear humans have been having them for centuries. Wow. Words are hard today. Holy cow. They are. Shut up. <laughs> it's your effing nightmare. <laughs> in old English, a mare was a kind of evil or cursed spirit. Mares appear in all kinds of folklore, including German and Slavic stories. Mares were said to ride on people's chests at night, causing suffocation and bad dreams. These mares, often female, I huh, wonder why that is, were known as nightmares because they came at night. So, you know what? If you ever wondered where the term nightmare came from, now you know. It's actually kind of a cool word, but I hate having nightmares. They suck. Yeah. Yeah, they ain't fun. <laughs> I, I live it. I have, I have like, living nightmares sometimes. They happen, and I just sit back, and I'm like, okay, you can wake up now. No? Nope, no, not so much. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the toilet's overflowing in the uh, work bathroom? Great. It's <laughs> fine. It's all fine. It's funny. I don't often remember my dreams or nightmares, but Jesse gets night terrors where in the middle of the night, she'll just start screaming, but it's not a full-on scream. It's like an, ah. Dude, that's that's crazy. It's yeah. all soft. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Scary dream here. Scary. Uh, moving on with words are hard. We're talking about the etymology of funny words. For instance, the word sarcasm. On the hit TV show Friends, the character Chandler Bing can never help himself from making a sarcastic comment. But maybe he would feel differently about that if he knew the origins of the word sarcasm. Sarcasm, oh my God! sarcasm is defined as a sneering or cutting remark. That definition is fitting because the word sarcasm comes from the ancient Greek word sarkesian, which meant to tear flesh. That verb became a metaphor for speaking bitterly. So uh, when you're being sarcastic, you are... Oh, good for you! You are figuratively tearing flesh. Let's see. Um, Spitting fire like Bowser. (laughs) And then finally, with words are hard... Shut up! Oh, why does Porky Pig make me laugh? I don't know. Uh, He's just a pig that just just can't talk. You want to, like, slap him. (laughs) Well, with the etymology of funny words, how about the word bonkers? Bonkers is a funny-sounding word. It's a humorous... It's a fun Disney show. (laughs) Softer, informal way to say crazy or nuts. Its origins aren't clear, but bonkers is first recorded as British naval slang for a bit drunk in the 1940s, perhaps acting as if someone had bonked or hit them on the head. Um, okay, I can kind of see that. Uh, it's interesting when a word first appears somewhat within our lifetime. I mean, obviously, we weren't born in the 1940s, but, uh, you know, you figure words are pretty much as old as time. 
But uh, with something as recent as bonkers, yeah, it's sort of an interesting thing. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour. We are headed into our long break. We're going to figure out a few of the technical issues. But when we come back, we've got our call-in topic of gifts from the impossible. What do you buy for the person that is really difficult to buy for? Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wednesday, December 2nd, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Uh, getting a little choppy version of you, but uh, you know what? That's probably on my end because what else could you ask for with the broadcaster crashing earlier? And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those weird, weird, wacky Wednesdays. Yeah. Oh, man, hopefully I'll turn into uh, better... Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Yeah, I can hear you. You're just a little okay. Mr. Roboto. Good you can hear me because, like, I can see I can see the uh, slow uh, reaction on the upper side. But, uh, yeah, hope an hour or two uh, smooths out, you know. Got, <laughs> we got a bad batch of butter this week. Yeah, it's really strange. With your Xfinity woes on Monday, yesterday's show went perfectly. And, then of course, today we're talking about the Internet, and uh, my computer decided it didn't like what we had to say, so it crashed on us and so we are back up and running we get a little bit of a mr roboto tony but uh you know what the show must go on and uh that is why we are here for the top of the second hour which is of course the interactive portion of the show this is where we invite you guys the listeners and hopefully watchers to join us and uh, let us know your thought on whatever the topic of the day is. Now, what we do is we give you the topic the day beforehand, so that gives you the entire day to call in, leave a voicemail on the Phoenix line with your uh, suggestion, with your story, for whatever it may be that we are talking about. Now, the number to do that uh, on the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Or you can always chime in live on our Facebook page. I want to say live video, but uh, you got to make sure that you go to the second live video, not the first one that originally crashed. But head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, and just comment into that live video. Today's topic is gifts for the impossible. Obviously, we're coming up on Christmas, and some people are, well, easier to buy for than others. Some people are just 
plain impossible to buy for. And uh, I don't know about you, Tone, if you've got anybody in your life that's like that, but uh, there are some people you just can't figure out what to get for them. Either they have everything and don't really need anything, or they don't want anything and they don't have any specific interests. So what do you do? Oh, it's tough. Uh, Mike, oh, well, I'll save that for the check-in or for the topic. But uh, for for me personally, you know, I'm one of those. I think some people would say I'm hard to shop for. I don't think I am. I, you know, I, if you know what I like is I don't care. Like, you know, people give me Funko Pops. Like most of these things I got as gifts. Like I didn't necessarily buy all these things, you know, people get them for me and I don't complain about it. I take what I, whatever people want to get me. I'm happy with gift cards. I'm happy with all that stuff. Now, when I have to shop for people, I do understand that logic. It is kind of tough. Um, you know, like uh, one of the things is like my sister. She's she's relatively pretty easy to shop for, but sometimes you just don't know what she needs because she goes and buys whatever she wants and they don't typically need stuff. But now it's a little harder because she's getting married. So you want to buy like, do you buy together gifts? Do you buy individual <laughs> gifts? Like, so yeah, so I see the the concept, but uh, uh, but recently I'm, pr I'm pretty good at figuring out what people need, but there are some difficult ones. The ex-wife was kind of hard to shop for because like when you were on a uh, budget and stuff, it was really, really tough to, to get money to go do stuff without her knowing and that was, that was always difficult. Yeah, you know, it, it always helps when uh... The person has specific interests like you tony obviously you just look behind you and you know people know that uh you know you are a kind of a geeky nerdy guy like i am you know you like the comic book stuff you're a big broncos fan and of course you're a metalhead so uh you know that's the trifecta right there that makes uh, you actually fairly easy to buy for but uh you know there are other people that uh just so tough um and then the question comes when you're in a relationship do you buy something that they want but maybe isn't necessarily a good investment or do you buy something that's practical do you buy them something that they need versus something that they want right one well, i think it's i think at the end of the day when it comes to gifts it really is the old adage you used to hear this a lot as a kid and you could give two craps about it as a kid but it's really the thought that counts. It doesn't matter what the gift is. It's the fact that that person took the time to look to find you something, get you something. I mean, whether you like it or you don't like it, I mean, it's the thoughts back there. You could literally get nothing. And as a kid, I used to get pissed if I, you know, on Christmas, you know, this will be a fun segment. I'm sure we'll come here in a couple of weeks, but like worst Christmas gifts. And it's just like when you didn't get that one thing you wanted, you were always just like, Right, or you got but, jammies or underwear. You're like, yeah, the hell is this? You know, but as an adult, dude, want to get undies, dude? As long as they fit and they're not tidy whities dude, whatever. <laughs> Don't bug me. Right. Well, <laughs> folks, that's what we're talking about. Not tidy whities but gifts. What do you get for the person who's impossible to shop for? Tidy whities Go ahead and chime in now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video and comment there. When we come back, it is all about you guys and what impossible gifts you get for that impossible person. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. Almost forgot what day it was. But we are smack... We're at technical difficulties day, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it. it's just one of those days. But it is a wacky Wednesday. We're having fun nonetheless. And we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we ask you guys to chime in on the topic of the day. Of the day. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Bubble in the throat. Bubble in the throat. Speaking of topic of the day, today's topic is what do you get... What gift do you get for the person who is impossible to buy for? Either they have everything or uh, they, they want nothing. You know, it's uh, something I think we all run into at some point. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can provide uh, you guys, the listeners, with a few options. And uh, hopefully you guys, the listeners, can provide us with some options. Tony, I know uh, I think Mike chimed in with his thought on it. Uh, if you want to go ahead and share that. Yeah, it's uh, – so uh, Lacey actually had said that um, what's hard to shop for her husband is the main thing is, you know, we nowadays you rely on your technology and alerts are pretty rampant. And of course, when you're married, this kind of goes with what – and I can totally relate – is when she wants to get him something, it usually will tell you where it's from or it will say how much it is and – and then you know, because you know, if, if he's doing the budget like for the month, and he happens to do that, it's like, oh. Or okay, you well. share an Amazon account, and uh, the other person gets alerts to uh, what was just purchased. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you know, that's that's hard. So it, while Mike probably is not hard to shop for, I think the whole secret and element of surprise is what's hard. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, now, Kendra chimed in on our Facebook page, which, of course, we welcome you guys to do. Head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video and comment there. She said, for the people that are hard to shop for or have everything they want, I donate money to a charity that they would like in their name. Dog charities are an easy favorite. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I run a dog rescue nonprofit called Rough Riders, and uh, we had our Giving Tuesday <laughs> yesterday, which actually is running through the end of uh, the day Friday. So if you head over to uh, facebook.com forward slash Rough Riders Saves, and you want to donate, uh, make a donation to somebody in their name for a Christmas gift, well, yeah, our, our dog rescue nonprofit is a, a great one to do it for because we are saving dogs that are on death row. So with that being said, uh, pulled up a list of uh, items that uh, you know are suggestions for gifts you can get for people that are impossible to buy for, uh, namely the person who has everything. You know, like you mentioned, Tony, your sister, if she wants something, she'll go out and buy it. Um, Jesse's kind of the same way. You know, if uh, she wants something, she'll buy it. So getting her a gift, chances are she's either already got it on its way or uh, you know she doesn't necessarily need it, but. Uh, you know, I, I find creative ways around it. In this case, uh, they suggest, uh, especially if it's somebody who's a professional, a virtual assistant. Tony, are you familiar with virtual assistants? 
Uh, well, like Alexa or things of that nature? Not quite. It's uh, one step further. So money is a renewable resource, but time is not. So consider giving your recipient the gift of more free time. A virtual assistant can help take a wide range of chores off their plate, repetitive work tasks, contacting customer service departments, managing their inbox, bookkeeping, scheduling, travel planning, the list goes on. Whatever personal work and on and on. <laughs> whatever personal work or chores your recipient was planning to do next Saturday morning while the kids were watching cartoons, you can give them that time. They can spend it with their family doing their favorite hobby or just catching up on much needed sleep. Best of all, once they get over the initial awkwardness of delegating their personal chores to a virtual assistant, they can start regaining time for themselves every single week by continuing the work with their virtual assistant. Uh, services like Belay or Woodbows uh, are full service VA placement companies or hire a virtual assistant directly through freelance websites like Fiverr or Upwork. And uh, again, it's people who uh, either locally or overseas uh, do the work that you need them to do. You pay them for it. And uh, you know they, they take care of the the mundane, the things that you don't necessarily want to do or open up and give you some more free time. Right. Um, the, with having the assistant, will definitely allow more time. That'd be nice. Yeah, in fact... Uh, Could you order that for me? That'd be great. Can you get it gift-wrapped? Nice. Perfectly. <laughs> you know, and the other one with Santa or Frosty. I'm not going to make a suggestion to listeners out there, but if they want to get me something, a virtual assistant might not be the worst thing, considering I work 12 to 14 hour days, you know, between Phoenix Media, this show, putting things together, and uh, sometimes I just run out of time. Uh, so having a little extra free time wouldn't be too bad. Moving on with uh, things to get the impossible person in your life that, uh, you know, you just don't know what to get them. How about an experience? Experiences are always fun. Most of us already have enough stuff. We don't need another knickknack to clutter up our living rooms and another toy to play with for a day or two and then set aside. Think beyond physical items and give them an experience instead. When you prepay for an event or experience, your friend or family member gets a fun adventure to remember or possibly gain new skills and memories, all of which are much more valuable than a new iPhone speaker or pair of shoes. It's also a more thoughtful gift showing you took the time to plan something for them rather than buying them another bland gift set. Experiences can include uh, theater or concert tickets, well, when concerts are back on, sporting event tickets, well, when sporting events are back on, a massage, an airplane flying lesson, a hot air balloon ride, skydiving, whitewater rafting, tickets to a gallery opening at a local museum, or wine tasting. And uh, my mom actually got my dad uh, the uh, Richard Petty driving experience one year, which uh, I understand was just a lot of fun. It was a NASCAR on a NASCAR track. And so just a great thing to do for the person who has everything. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Now I hear uh, some chimes going off there in the background. Are uh, people chiming in on the topic or? Uh, yeah, it was my niece Annabella. She told me she told me something and didn't, doesn't want me to read it. So oh, okay, she was just chiming in. She was participating, but she doesn't want me to read it. So I'm not going to read what she uh, had messaged. And uh, I will say she did just text me, "Love you." So love oh, you too, sweet. That's I'll awesome. read that back. That's fine. okay. All right, that works. Moving on with a list of gifts that are for the impossible 
person to buy for. Gift cards. Well, some people think gift cards are a cop-out, but consider this. People who have everything clearly know what they want. Why force a gift on them that they aren't looking for? There's no shame in buying someone a gift card or gift certificate for their favorite store or activity. It shows you pay attention to their preferences while acknowledging they prefer to shop for themselves. Whether it's for their favorite clothing store or a new restaurant, a gift card tells the recipient the gift is truly about them and not your need to show off your creativity. Stop thinking about the kind of gift you'd rather give and buy them the kind of gift they'd rather receive. I'm a big proponent of gift cards. I love gift cards. I love cash too. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I can't necessarily tell people what I want for Christmas, but I, I know what I want for Christmas. And if I can buy it myself after the fact, hell, why not? Yeah, exactly. I uh, I love gift cards. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I was thinking this year, I was like, you know, like my sister had asked me, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, oh, I'll let you know. And then the wheels start turning. I'm like, well, what, you know, what, what do I want? And I don't really need anything, you know? And, uh, and I start to think, well, you know, on uh, Cyber Monday, I was talking to you and I almost pulled the trigger on buying a new Mac because... Obviously, I don't know if I look like Mr. Roboto and look like I'm on dial-up. I don't know if it's because of this piece of crap. It's just like <laughs> eight years old. It's not a piece of crap. I mean, for an eight-year-old PC or a PC, a, a Mac to still be running at uh, its highest performance, that's a good thing. But I was like, well, maybe gift cards would be good. Then that would ease up the pain of buying a new one, you know, something like that. I don't know. Um but then you think of little things, like I almost bought like the Echo Show 8. Um, <laughs> why am I getting calls? Um, the Echo Show 8, um, which like my aunt and uncle, they bought one. And I was like, oh, this thing's neat. You ask it, you know, hey, Alexa, what's uh, the weather out? Hey, do you have the recipe? And it gives you the breakdown. It's like, oh, that thing's pretty cool. But I never pulled the trigger to buy one myself, you know, even though I saw them on Black Friday. But I'm just kind of like, well, maybe I asked for something like that. I don't know. There you go. Uh, so gift cards are perfect because then you know, like if someone's like, well, here's a $100 Amazon gift card. Oh, you go ham on Amazon. Hey, if I want the Echo Show 8, thanks to you, I now have the Echo Show 8 because you gave me a gift card. Exactly. So gift cards are money. Annabella did chime in on this one. She does want me to read this. Okay. Um, my grandma never wants anything and I don't know what to get her. So I need to find a way to surprise her. Well, it is difficult, sweetie. Um, Here's, I think anything you get her is probably a good thing. Here's an idea, and of course, uh, it makes even more sense in the world we live in now. A membership or a subscription. So consider the gift that keeps on giving. You can give your loved one access to a year's worth of entertainment through a video streaming service like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or Amazon Prime Video. Or if they're a book or music lover, give them an audiobook service like Audible or music services like Spotify or SiriusXM. For friends with kids, you could give them a membership to a local children's museum, kids' gymnasium, zoo, or aquarium, or you could opt for a membership to anything from Costco, hey, to AAA, to magazine subscriptions. A subscription box membership is another great gift. Um, you know, we talk about those every once in a while, and of course, the one that we like is Loot Crate because it, uh, you know, it deals with uh, some of the geeky, nerdy stuff that we like to... Uh, explore, watch, play with, whatever it is, you know, video games, comic books, whatever it might be. But there is literally a subscription box out there for anything. 
I mean, literally anything. So that may be one way to go. Hey, and I support the Costco thing. I think that's a fantastic gift. You know, you give that to the ones that are like, you know, I love Costco. I hear great things about it, but I don't, I don't want to go. You know, I don't want to spend the money on a membership. Money's tight. Things like that. That's great because, you know, um, you're going to need groceries and you know what goods it has. I think it's a fantastic gift. So. And I'm also shameless plugging my my company. So. <laughs> Nothing wrong Why with not? that. Why nah, not? Well, absolutely not. Well, folks, that does it for the topic of gifts for the impossible. Tomorrow's call-in topic, and you can go ahead and call in on the Phoenix line at any point for the next 24 hours, is instant regrets. Is there anything that you've purchased that you instantly regret doing and then maybe you can't even return it who knows i love this because that happened yesterday <laughs> and it was actually tony's <laughs> suggestion i love the idea but folks when we come back we've got a segment called sex miseducation don't go anywhere we'll be back in a few <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. We talk about it a few times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic for the next day. Of course, tomorrow's call-in topic is instant regrets. What did you buy and then instantly regret? Maybe not being able to return. We want to know about it. Give us a call on the Phoenix Line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. And of course, anybody who chimes in has the added bonus of being entered into what we're calling our prize contest, uh, a monthly drawing, which uh, I've still got to do for last month. For a chance to win some Phoenix fan gear, you get a uh, Phoenix Media hat, shirt, maybe a few other goodies. And, uh, you know, it's a, a fun little thing for just participating in a show that, let's face it, you want to participate in anyway. Now, in this segment, we're talking sex miseducation. Um, over the last couple days, we've had some interesting stories, including one of a uh, dog who found a adult toy at a uh, dog park. Of course, we had our opening story this morning about uh, Indonesia burning sex toys. And so wanted to uh, take a look back at some of the uncomfortable situations surrounding, uh, you know, those sex education classes. Now, before we get going on that, obviously it is um, potentially inappropriate topic for those of you who may be listening with kids in the car. We lost, the we lost Mike and Lacey to this segment. Hey, I don't <laughs> blame them whatsoever. So uh, I just got to say this. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> so hopefully they'll come back for the next segment. But I realized that, you know what? This topic's not for everybody, but it is a fun one to cover. Tony, uh, yeah, I don't remember having sex education at our high school. Um, did you have it at middle school? How, how did it work yeah. for you? Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to tell me you don't remember when you had sex. I'm like, well, okay, I probably don't share that. <laughs> I can joke. I 
I don't remember the last time I did, but I digress. Yeah, we had it in uh, first sex education that I can remember was fifth grade at Empire Elementary, and I got kicked out because I could not stop laughing of the animated penis. I got in big trouble. They used to have this uh, guy teach it named Mr. Gary, and uh, he got really pissed off because uh, they showed an animated feet or an animated like education video, and it showed like the dude's wang dangle getting all big, and it just was funny to me. And when you gonna show a kid, you know, in fifth grade, that it's funny. Yeah. Giggity, giggity, go. <laughs> some... And we had it in seventh grade, and Miss Whitcomb was scary. For some, she made, you, she made you fear. Oh, I'm sure. For some reason, I'm not surprised you were kicked out. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Mrs. Whitcomb was worse, dude, because the same thing. I still had the giggles in seventh grade, and they handed out condoms, and then we just turned them into water balloons and stuff. But I got kicked out of that one, too, because I couldn't control my laughter for being immature. <laughs> and uh, if she saw you holding hands, because that was the junior high thing to do, like you held hands, and that meant that was your girlfriend. So that was badass. So I had Katie Brown, who was, like, gorgeous. I'm like, hee Felt all proud. And she's like, you know what happens when you hold hands? It's right. You get diseases. Bad stuff happens. <laughs> like, she made it seem like if you touched a girl, like, even if you held hands, that was cooties, man. You were going to die. Isn't it? No? no oh, okay. Well, hey, I, I, I'm okay. All right. Like, I, I survived COVID. We're good. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and run down some sex miseducation stories. and Miseducation of the sex. Please remember. Viewer discretion is advised. Goobadoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have this one from user Alive in Joburg 2 says, My sex ed teacher brought a kid who was wearing a t-shirt with two long sleeves up to the front of the class and proceeded to explain what an uncircumcised penis looks like. Oh, Mr. Squiggles. Ooh. Ooh. That's a yeah. heck of an analogy. And of course, you won't look at uh, long sleeve shirts or, or turtlenecks the same way ever again. No, you definitely won't, man. And, and, and once you've seen an uncircumcised penis, uh, you, you can't unsee it. <laughs> it looks like a Sharpe dog, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Moving on with sex miseducation. You have this from user Exandris that says, it was in the ninth grade health when Mr. Lamb, dude was an absolute gem of a human being, but his voice sounded exactly like Barry White, like all the time. So anytime he tried to say anything remotely sexual, it sounded like the voiceover for a raunchy R&B song. This obviously made us freshmen erupt in laughter constantly. Poor guy just couldn't get through a lesson for three straight weeks. Trust me, I, I know what it's like to have that Barry White type voice. Yeah, you do. You do have the golden voice, buddy. <laughs> Moving on with six, sex miseducation from user Big Baby X Ray. Says my health Big Baby X Ray. <laughs> my health teacher in high school told us condoms are strong and they are very stretchy. Don't believe any guy who says they don't fit them. She then pulled out three condoms that were available in the health office, proceeded to pull one over her hand, up past her elbow, like it was a fancy costume glove, spread her fingers out as wide as they could go, stretched the two remaining of the condoms over her cowboy boots, and walked around nonstop for over six hours before one of them finally broke. Boy, that school is providing some heavy-duty condoms, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. They were handing out all the little cheapies, man, because when you filled it with water, the things went... Right. <laughs> well, and if a school's handing out the cheapy ones, it's no wonder that uh, our uh, 
high school pregnancy rate was a little bit higher than uh, you would expect. Right. <laughs> Moving on with sex miseducation. Oh, yeah. This from user Artemis1860 says, when I was a senior in high school, a guy I had a crush on pulled me aside one day and asked, so when a girl has her period, she just lays an egg in the toilet, right? I'll be honest. I'm not sure if I answered him or just stared at him. You know what? Uh, that whole topic to most guys is an enigma. We don't understand it. In a lot of cases, we don't want to understand it. But you know what? Go ahead and educate yourself so at least once a month you understand what your partner is going through. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like, Kudos to girls, man. Just right now saying it straight up, girls are way tougher than guys could ever be. I mean, the fact that they have to um, be in pain once a month and uh, they birth um, humans, man. It's just, it takes strength. So, uh, you know, we get hit in the little uh, testicles and that puts us on the ground. But, geez, man, women are just tough with yeah. what they have to go through with their yeah. bodies, man. Yeah, what was, uh, I forget what movie it was from, but there was the movie quote, uh, I don't trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. Oh, I forget. I know. I know it. I've heard that one though. <laughs> uh, I I don't envy you women for having to go through that. It's it's not fun. I would assume. Yeah, no. I don't know for for certain. Any case, moving on with sex miseducation. Go. <laughs> this one from user KY Librarian, fitting name, says I was filling in for the ninth grade life skills teacher when she was at an appointment and she had left a chart for the kids to fill in with different birth control methods, their percent effectiveness and any side effects. I was at the front of the room leading the discussion with the information they needed to fill in their charts. The last method on the chart was abstinence. I said, there are no side effects. One of the freshman boys raised his hand and said, I know a side, effects, <laughs> side effect of abstinence, carpal tunnel. I couldn't even pretend that it was inappropriate. I laughed as hard as the kids did. It's uh... That's pretty good, man. That's just some good humor right there. <laughs> uh, that that would have been a Tony type comment. Yeah, that 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 was one. That's a kudos. <laughs> All right, let's keep going with sex miseducation. Hello, nurse. This from user M Cheris Lenstar. Okay. Says one day in health class, we were supposed to play an online health Jeopardy game, but the teacher accidentally chose a sex positions game. <laughs> There's some extra education. Look at that. Things you don't get at school every day. Right. And then finally, in our sex miseducation topic. Oh, yeah. This, this from Firefly Fly 3. Boy, that's. Fire, Firefly Funhouse 3 what? Firefly Fly 3. That's too much. What a pain in the ass Twitter handle. <laughs> I would I would advise to change that name. I would too. They said, I went to a Catholic middle school in eighth grade. They made us watch a video that was basically, don't have sex or you'll die. The woman speaking in the video literally said she could tell if a girl has had sex or not by looking into her eyes and gazing into her spirit. Sounds like your uh, your teacher tone. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Miss Wickham was scary. She didn't scare me from women. I love women, um, but uh, dude, back then, definitely holding Katie's hands, I was a little scared. I always felt like she, 
Miss Whitcomb was going to pop up behind me and say, syphilis, herpes. <laughs> well, if we've learned anything today, we know that if you hold hands, you could die. You no. can die. Guess what? I'm still alive. And Katie's still alive. She's out there somewhere <laughs> in the world. Well, She's folks, watching. Hello. <laughs> folks, that does it for this topic of sex miseducation. When we come back, we're heading to the final segment of the show. And that means it's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, thankfully we made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, December 2nd, despite the technical issues that uh, we've experienced. But uh, you know what? We made it through. We're here not before this final segment. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? James doomed us all. Well, despite Stay Puff showing back up, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And as we do each and every day in the final segment of the show, we're going to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Passing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This day in history, with your correspondence on the beat. Christian Phoenix. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Much appreciated. All right, kicking off this day in history. This day in 1682, Anthony Ashley Cooper, first Earl of, well, speaking of sex miseducation, Shaftesbury. Oh, Shaftesbury. That's right. That's a big round bear right there. I'm going to eat my Earl sandwich from uh, downtown Disney. I wonder how many uh, shafts they bury there. Shafty. <laughs> anyway, he flees to Amsterdam following the failure of his plots to prevent a Catholic secession should King Charles II die. So, just some fun words to say in there, that's all. There was a lot of weird plotting and weird uh, backstabbing back in the day. They had such words for everything. Oh, we've, we've got even more coming up in, in that vein. But uh, not before we covered this day in 1804, General Napoleon Bonaparte is crowned Emperor of the French at the Notre Dame de Paris in a ceremony officiated by Pope Pius the Roman numeral seven. Pope Pius the seventh. Gosh, Pope Pius the seven? Eat, you damn pig. God, <laughs> I'm only the greatest Napoleon ever. Going to the Piggly Wiggly. I already told you. Well, we, we, we know that uh, that's how we celebrated being crowned. Emperor ah, of the French. Excellent! <laughs> This day in 1823, U.S. President James Monroe declares the Monroe Doctrine opposing European colonialism in the Americas, arguing any European political intervention in the New World would be a hostile act against the United States. 
Boy, that sounds familiar. Just uh, replace European with Russian, and uh, you're here into the mm. year 2020 or 2016, depending on uh, mm. where you're looking at. Mm. Very interesting. You will take my truck right now because I have things to do. <laughs> this day in 1859, abolitionist John Brown is hanged for murder, treason, and conspiring slaves to revolt at Charlestown, Virginia. Mm -hmm. You know, with as terrible... Like I was going to say, as terrible as things are right now, I'm so glad we don't live back in the mid-1800s. We're past slavery. And if somebody even tries to help out being hanged for it, no boy. Bueno. Yeah, or off with your head. But yeah, you, hanging was a big thing. Yeah. I think John Brown was like a third or fourth, fifth, sixth cousin of uh, my ex-girlfriend, Katie Brown. Seriously? No. Oh, okay. I doubt it. Okay. I would be she wasn't originally a Brown, so no. Gotcha. This day in 1867, in a New York City theater, British author Charles Dickens gives his first public reading in the United States. Can you name a mm. Charles Dickens book tone? Moby Dick. See, look, you're you're up to speed because on this your shows literature. all about Moby Dicks and John Shafts and Wangle Dangle Dang Dang Doodles from Dingleburg, USA. <laughs> if it's childish and immature, you know we'll cover it. Yeah, all man. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Could you, you know, when you're a kid, man, reading Moby Dick, you just laugh because it says Moby in it. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1901, if I say the name King C. Gillette, what comes to mind, Tone? Gillette, Wyoming. Close, but no cigar. King C. <laughs> Gillette begins selling safety razor blades. It's the best a man can get. It is. You know, maybe I should look into using a uh, Gillette razor sometime. <laughs> it's all right. A little patchy, but it's looking good, Tone. Yeah, thanks. The girls are liking it. I don't get it. To me, it looks like... It doesn't fill in too well right here. I look like a little bit of a lame version of Will Wheaton. Inconceivable! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on this day in 1933, Fred Astaire's first film, Dancing Lady, is released. I, I know that's, what, your top three, top five, to say the least, right? It's actually better than Back to the Future. I'm, I'm waiting for my uh, dancing uh, pop figure, and uh, I can't wait to start my website, uh, the joke's only funny if you remember what the hell the movie was called. It already left. Dancing, <laughs> Dancing Girl with Fred Astaire. So Close yeah. enough. Dancing Lady. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Same difference. All right. Moving on this day in 1941, <laughs> American mobster Louis Buckhalter is sentenced to death along with his lieutenants, Emmanuel Weiss and Louis Capone. They got the Ooh, Chicago Capone, overcoat. Weiss, and me, Buster Duties. Yeah, right. Yeah, little copper movie right here. We're going to bust some peeps here. <laughs> That's how you talk to it. would be more like, yeah, see, this is my friend Capone here, see? There you go. Moving on with this day in history. This day in 1950, iRobot collection of sci-fi short stories from Isaac Asimov is published by Genome Press in the U.S. Uh, are you familiar with any uh, Isaac Asimov tales, Tone? No, but I, I have heard of iRobot with Will Smith, and we sell iRobots at work. I actually think that that was based on one of his stories. I also think um, I think it's called I Dream of Electric Sheep, which ultimately ended up becoming Blade Runner, was one of his as well. Oh, cool. Well, that's just weird. I Dream of Electric Sheep. 
I mean, it just kind of ties with some of the dirty in your windows on the show today. That it does. Now, uh, obviously, it came out in 1950, you know, before technology has caught up to what science fiction was then. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what his thoughts are on how far we've come technology-wise and how close it would be to uh, some of the fictional stories that he wrote about. Absolutely. I think it's, it's kind of neat to think about, you know, like back then, everybody was such dreamers of what the future would look like, what technology would be like. And it, people have, due to those dreams, I mean, a lot of people have made those realities. I mean, it's crazy to see all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't want it to get to like those versions of the sci-fi world because that is creepy. So, not the post-apocalyptic like, sci-fi, more yeah, of the yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, you don't Trek. want the Skynet. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. a little scary. Moving on with this day in history, here's one of the oddest things that's ever popped up on here. In 1964, 64, 64. Ringo, Ringo Starr's tonsils are removed. Hmm. That's your favorite That's your favorite beetle, too. <laughs> if, uh -huh, I got my tonsils removed. If by favorite, you I mean the least Uwe's favorite. favorite then, beetle. <laughs> All right, moving on this day in 1984, Miami quarterback Dan Marino breaks the NFL single-season touchdown pass record when he throws his 37th in the Dolphins' 45-34 to loss to the Raiders, finishes the season with 48 touchdown passes. God damn it, Marino laces, laces out. out damn. Laces out, Dan. And that, would be, that record would be beat by my boy Peyton Manning. 2013 Denver Broncos, one of the best offense, offenses you ever seen. There's Peyton right there, baby. Yeah. Broke old Marino's record in 2013, but fudge for 80. Ooh, that was disgusting. close. <laughs> that was so close. That was like, a, that was a hairline fracture of a bad word. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, just cool to watch Marino as a kid, man. Him and Elway, just really cool. Bernie Kozar, a lot of cool quarterbacks back then. Oh, totally. Moving on this day in 2013, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, the second film in The Hobbit series directed by Peter Jackson, starring Martin Freeman and Ian McKellen, premieres in Los Angeles. Uh, we've started going back and watched the uh, Lord of the Rings series, and of course, now we got to go over to The Hobbit movies, but uh, they're a lot of fun. This is the Desolation of Smaug. He's a dragon, but he's encounters little hobbitses before the rings. <laughs> and then finally moving on this day in 2014 Stephen Hawking claims that artificial intelligence could be a threat to mankind and spell the end of the human race which uh, you know Skynet goes online that might just yeah. be the case you know right before holidays real quick that just reminded me of our early topic with the internet um, there used to be an app on one of the computers that would talk like Stephen Hawking has to talk and we would make it sing and stuff. Good times. That was early computer stuff. Did you make it say one ham and cheese? No, I made it cuss. And, <laughs> and it then great to hear robot cussing. Finally, with our last minute, let's run down some of today's holidays. Holidays. I'm going to get a button for that eventually. In any case, today Celebrate. is the <laughs> National Business of Popping Corn Day. That's a weird way to phrase yeah, it. Yeah, popcorn from Nebraska. It's the freshest and the bestest. Today is Choose Women Wednesday. I choose women every day. Every day, all day. Um, yes, that's every day for me. Speaking of an everyday holiday, today is the International Day for the Abolition of Slavery. Again, should be an everyday thing. Food-wise, it's National Fritters Day. It is National Mutt Day. National Package Protection Day. 
check those packages and it is national special (laughs) a special education day so folks hopefully we'll be back tomorrow less tech issues but uh, it is thursday with florida man have a great wednesday everybody